0: we're going live andrew what's up
1: <laughs> what did they do so everyone did catch that part live oh they did mm-hmm. what, what the hell Well, oh, they heard it hello didn't see live it. people but now they can see us now hmm? Hmm? what so. happened when <laughs>
0: soon what did <laughs> i do oh <laughs> well, there we go I hit some sort of weird button the and button the did button yeah and then something happened something weird happened so hello everyone who's live. So today we're talking about building big pecs. Big pecs for big checks. Or are we talking about big
2: triceps? For big <laughs> damn it, my <laughs> rhyming sucks. <laughs> triceps
0: biceps? No. Uh, triceps. I was trying to think of something outside. Biceps. Of, of of fitness. Big but. triceps.
1: We, we suck, man. You're one. supposed to be good at this. I know. You're the I rhymer know. in the, of I, the crowd.
0: I know I'm not usually that bad at it, but yeah, sometimes
1: <laughs> it's not that bad.
0: I don't know. Triceps
2: is hard, but we'll work on it. It's funny because people would probably look at us and be like, this is the guy
1: that should be able <laughs> to rap
0: when I'm not the one. <laughs> Somebody should be able to do something on this show. Right? Right? Hmm. Oh,
1: God. Now I can't stop thinking about that. I know. Game over.
0: And the audience can't stop thinking about it either. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited about today's topic because I love uh, talking about mindset stuff. I know sometimes people can uh, be put off by it because, mm-hmm. like, man, like motivation, da 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 da. But I think that all of us are very, very guilty of um, uh, adopting a fixed mindset to like protect ourselves sometimes. You know, you think about, um, something that you want to try to do that you're not great at. It's easy to just say, yeah, I'm not going to really mess with that. Cause I'm not, I'm not good at it. Yeah. Um, or even using words that are more damaging saying like, I can't do that or I'll probably never be that good at that. Um, examples of this I've seen happen a lot in business where someone might say, um, you know this, like, uh, oh, I'm going to start this T-shirt business. It will probably never be a big business, but I'm going to start it anyway because it's going be, to be fun. It's like why? There's no reason to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, just you're going to start a business. You want to see what you can do with it. It might start out being smaller, but you never know. Why not give it a chance? Uh, you were talking about your mom saying uh, the sky is the limit. If you share some of that, that was pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, you know, I was I was thinking about this this morning um, because like. Uh, you know how like your mindset can be formed drastically by the way that your parents think the way that they teach you. And I was just thinking like, okay, well, my mom's a single parent, but like, why is it that maybe I think some of the way I do? And there's something that she'd say to me all the time. And I remember like as, as early as I can remember, she'd always say the sky's not the limit. And my grandma would also say that too. Um, and it's like, yeah, there's just saying that the sky's the limit and that's supposed to be like, yeah, you can you can go towards the sky. But my mom was like, no, the sky's not the limit. Why would, why would there even be a limit? So she kind of always drilled that into my head. And along with that, like my mom did a lot of things to me from a young age that made me just kind of realize that I could literally do anything or hang with anyone. And the primary thing, the first thing that she started with was like, she enrolled me in um college classes as far as music when I was six. So, there, there was a day that we had a keyboard in the house and, uh, you know, I was uh, like, she saw that there, there was something playing on the, uh, uh, on the TV. And I kind of just like, kind of just went on the keys and did some random shit and it wasn't good, but I could hear the notes and I wasn't playing great, but she's like, huh? Oh, that's good. Keep trying, keep trying. And then because at that time th- there was the ability to do this, she's like, okay, you should go take some piano classes at ARC. Right. So then I was, she had me taking these classes, these music classes with adults and actually I had the highest grade in those classes Mm-mm. as a fucking six and seven year old, but it wasn't because I was talented. It was because she pushed me, right? She pushed me to try to learn these things along with these other people. Um, and that kind of gave me the, the confidence early on to just be like, eh, I, I really like it. I don't need like, just cause they're adults doesn't mean number one, that they're smarter than me. But number two, she gave me the confidence to think I could do whatever I wanted
0: to. And we've seen that many times in the gym, you know, um, Lifting, you know, when I was doing my bodybuilding show, I lifted with uh, a bunch of different people to to prep for the show. Shout out to my boy, Andrew, over there for oh, pushing me that. a lot. Mm-hmm. But I trained a lot with Ryan Spencer as well. Mm. And um, Ryan's mindset was like, I don't fucking care that Mark weighs, you know, 50 pounds, 60 pounds, 70 pounds more than me. I don't care if he's bigger than me. I don't care if he's got more experience in powerlifting. I want to lift more than him. Mm-hmm. Most workouts, he'd lift more than me. That man's volume is qu- like four or five for yeah, 20 reps. Yeah, and his he um, doesn't need a lot of rest in between sets. That's what was catching me more so than anything else was the fact that he would just keep going because he's like, I got 45 minutes to work out mm-hmm. and then I got to go jet and I got to go work. Yep. And uh, look, man, if he, he could easily adopt the mindset of like, I need to stay in my lane. I'm a much smaller guy. It doesn't make sense for me to lift you know, th- those kinds of weights. Uh, so instead of me going to 455 for a set of six or eight reps, I'm going to just stay in my lane and do three plates. You know, mm-hmm. he could have had that mindset when he was young even. And I know he played football and uh, did a lot of other things. He's not a huge guy. I think he weighs like 170 pounds. So uh, imagine like in high school, he probably 140 pounds, 150 pounds. But he figured out a way to, uh, you know, play high school football. And so I think a lot of times our mindset can really really hold us back even when it comes to something as simple as just lifting weights. Yeah, I'm glad
1: you brought up Ryan Spencer because um we were talking in the gym and he was just talking about his home work, you know, his home home gym setup and he's like, "Yeah, I got a sissy squat bar and he's going back and forth about that and he's like, "Yeah, and I hit 225 on it." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, is, is that I mean, it's it's only 225." I'm like, "On a sissy squat?" And I I was blown away <laughs> yeah. and he, he it was like nothing to him and I'm like, "Do you understand Dan, what you just did and i sent it to doug brignoli and they were just like what the fuck is this they couldn't understand it either
0: yeah when he you know when he came to super training i mean he was amongst like some real monsters i mean we had probably 20 guys in the gym uh that were over 300 pounds and again ryan he just didn't even he was like i'm just <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, like, he's like he's us. he's just not even
2: thinking about it multiple reps yeah guys this okay you know i don't want to stop you from your train of thought no but go so, ahead
0: well yeah no just you know he was at super training gym when we had guys you know squatting thousand pounds guys benching you know 800 pounds and deadlifting 800 pounds and he just thought like rather than like kind of having a negative mindset like hey this isn't for me i'll never be like these guys i'll never be able to do that mm-hmm. he's like no i think i can st- i think i can beat these guys that was his mindset. And a lot of times he did a lot of times he'd kick our ass. I mean, the guy's pulling, I think I've seen him deadlift six seventy five before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has. I mean, he's a freaking the monster and he's, uh, you know, uh, he's also, I think 45 or 46. Yeah. Something like that.
2: He's, he's, he's not, I mean, he, he, he has the body of a spring chicken, but it's right. <laughs> not a spring chicken, but this is the thing. This I'm happy that we, we kind of came across this right here because Andrew, can you look up that, that, that dude that, um, that came over here and made some content. Julian Baldy, Julian underscore Baldy's Instagram. And the reason why I want to pull that up too is because I, if you can find his back extension, Paul, oh. okay. <laughs> um, now the reason why I'm mentioning this, guys, is because uh, like Ryan Spencer just showed right there. I don't think I could sissy squat two twenty five. By the way, because I mean, shit, like, I don't think I could. <laughs> well, talk about having a broke mindset. I wouldn't even try it. I wouldn't try it, <laughs> right? I'd be like, nah, my knees. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. It was so funny, like when he when he told me about. It, I'm like, dude, I don't even know if I can do like a body weight one. And he's just like, really? <laughs> it's great, so, Andrew's <laughs> Like, I
0: think that's a world record,
1: Ryan. <laughs> well, that's how I treated it, and I'm like, no, you don't understand, like. You just, like, I explained, like, the whole, like, the the um, physics of resistance and all that. And I'm like, you just put, like, probably, like, 10,000 pounds on your quads. And he's like, really? I'm like, yes, dude. I'm thinking. He's just sitting there all jacked. Yeah, yeah. As he goes to deadlift, <laughs> I think at that point, it's, like, five something, like, just for reps just for fun.
2: Like, Before God. I mention this, that kind of reminds me, wasn't Jesse Norris, wasn't that kind of Jesse story where he was oh, just yeah. like, I'm just lifting weights in my garage and I did 500 for 40 and I just thought that was normal. wasn't And his yeah,
0: and his brother happened to be super strong too, so they were just like, oh, this is just, yeah, this, this is, is just normal. Everyone does this. This is just how it goes. Uh, Michael Hearns, another example, when he used to go to the gym, uh, he would go to a gym that had world famous powerlifter, Bull Stewart, and Bull Stewart was continuously benching 500 pounds, deadlifting 800 pounds squatting 800 pounds so Mike never viewed it like Oh, I'll never have a shot at this. He was just like, I'm just young, dude. I'm young. And like, I'm going to, and look at, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant's career, you know, Kobe, Kobe Bryant's career is that he used to play with the, uh, I was going to say the Eagles. He used to play with the <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers all the time yeah. when he was like, a little kid, you know, he's, I, I don't know, 14, 15, something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. I wasn't able to find it. So I'm going to scroll if you could help me. <sighs> okay. You, you will see a back extension soon.
0: Well,
2: number one, let's look at that transformation. real quick. go there and to the left. All right, so the cool thing about Julian and his trainer, Adan, was t- we were talking about this after we, we made some content, but he showed me a video of Julian when the dude was like 14, 15, 16. You wouldn't see the dude as being like an athlete, you know, mm-hmm. didn't scream, built different athlete. He was just like, you know, he just looked like a normal guy. But Julian's mind, when it comes to training, Adon was like, this dude just fucking works and, works and he works and he works and he works and he doesn't let his body determine what he's able to do um that's why julian number one he had such a crazy transformation but when you find that back extension video um keep back extensions to seventy five. like let, let's see if we can find that actually now now the cool thing is like 275 on a back extension maybe some people hear that they're like uh what's the what's the big deal a back extension is is very difficult like very fucking difficult and like for example when i was when we were doing it together and i was like you know just doing some back extensions me doing 135 pounds i was like wow even though my i can deadlift over 600 i can maybe still deadlift 700 this back extension is not easy Mm. it's a it's a big weak link and he's done 275 looks like i don't know it's not there anymore for some reason but anyway i'm finding it but anyway like that's not something that most most people can do they can't they they can't do that it takes a lot of uh, it takes a lot of grit and it takes a lot of just like putting your blinders on And just doing what's in front of you and training. I think you mentioned something really cool there, how like Mike O'Hearn, for example, and then there was somebody else you mentioned, but they just put their blinders on and they didn't necessarily pay attention to what everyone was doing. They were like Jesse Norris too. They were just like, okay, I'm just going to train and I'm going to get as strong as possible and as big as possible. And I'm just going to see what I can get to. But a majority of people nowadays, especially when I see stuff on like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, when I see some of these comments all these people are like oh, drugs steroids <laughs> nah, drugs there's no way it's possible. i'm just like
0: that's why you look the way you look brother <laughs> right. like seriously yeah not open to the fact that like maybe the guy got there through hard work and even if the guy did take drugs and you know we talk about this often too is there's always a body of work behind everything that anybody does uh as far as I know, I've never seen anyone just like take a pill and like totally be able to change everything, including their mindset. So you have a broke mindset. um You can have a broke mindset with money. You can have broke mindset without money. You can have a broke mindset on steroids. You can have a broke mindset uh, off steroids. It's always going to serve you best to ha- be a little bit more open minded or work on that. uh, So that you can kind of um just work on improvement, you mm-hmm. know, and I think. I think people get really uh get really confused about like what success is. It's all that success is is progress. That's all that it is. It's just how can you make some progress? How can you um and then how can you continue to have progress? Progress is the number 1 marker of success and then usually what determines that and this is why I talk about this often is uh normally it's an interest level. You know, you're just interested you're interested enough to overcome all the other obstacles. Another great example that we have in our circle, um, we have many examples of people that have just some savage mindsets is someone like Jeremy Avila, Oh my God, Jeremy Avila. And this isn't all, you know, comeback stories all the time with what we're talking about for today. But, uh, you know, that guy used to, he used to have a really, really bad drug addiction. He used to be really, really skinny. He used to, um, He used to look the opposite of the way that he looks now, pretty much. He looks jacked. He's really strong. Uh, He can deadlift nearly 900 pounds, but he went through many, many years of his life where um, he'd probably be hard for him to deadlift 315, Mm -hmm. you know, which doesn't, you're like, what? How did that happen? Uh, At some point, Jeremy changed his mind at some point he was like, you know what I'm and, and every time Jeremy's around, uh, you know what you're going to get every time. He's always super happy. He's always laughing. He's got the biggest smile in the room. He's like, just happy to be there, Mm. you know, and maybe it's because of his past experiences. He nearly died a couple of times, but you don't have to nearly die to have uh, a mindset. That's a little bit more open towards, uh, growth and towards making progress.
2: Yeah. I think that first off, I didn't know that like, he almost died. That's wild. Um, but the, yeah, that's the main thing I noticed about Jeremy. Whenever you, whenever I see him, he's always pumped. I've never seen him not pumped about like to be there or to be doing something. So that's one big thing. And then what you mentioned as far as a progress thing—that's that's a big deal because when an individual has a fixed type of mindset, they don't—they're uh, not focused on their progress. They're more so focused on like when I'm doing something, how does it like they're focused on doing things for other people. Usually it's like, okay, if I can get big, this will impress this, or this will do this. Like they're, they're usually not focused on doing it for themselves and doing it to see what type of progress they can personally make. They're not focused on themselves. They're focused on all these outside sources. Right. And if they don't, for example, if you don't meet the expectation of what you like, what you want, like, for example, let's say you are, you, you want to study real estate, Right. And then you 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 know you you maybe do your course, you get your license, and, and you you start the whole thing in, t- in terms of selling houses. But your first year, you have a really tough go at it, and you're not doing as well as maybe some somebody else you know that's fucking made millions already in their first year. So you're like, ah, all right, I'm not good. I'm this this isn't for me. This no. definitely isn't my thing. I can't do this. Oh, there we go.
1: That was work.
2: Yeah, you had to go all the way to TikTok. it was on, it was on barstool. You TikTok. Yeah, that's a 275 pound back extension. That shit that that's I mean, even the way he threw it off was impressive. right. He was just like
1: <laughs> nah!
2: right. But there are they're always focused on everybody else. And if they're not meeting that expectation, they're they're done, right? Um, but if if you just look at your progress and you're actually interested in what you're doing, no matter how long it takes you to do it, mm. you will eventually get there. You know, it's just a time game. You can learn and you can continue to progress in certain realms, and at some point you'll get to that destination. Could have taken somebody one year, two years might take you four or five years. But at the end of the day, you're going to get there. If you put your blinders
0: on and you focus on yourself, you stay interested and you keep progressing. I think it's sometimes hard to recognize like what's in your best interest, you know, like, um, so I, I want to just also point out that we have broken mindsets a lot of times on a lot of things and somebody could even easily break us down and, uh, you know find us saying i can't or find us saying you know um i don't mind like going into the ocean but i'm not going in like too far you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) i'm kind of i i'm like i'll boogie board with my family and stuff like that but like if you saw me out there i'm a big pussy like i'm i'm pretty scared (laughs) um and i know that being i know what being scared does to you it's not helpful it's hurtful yeah being scared and flopping around in the water and shit, it's only going to drown you. That's all it's going to It's going to be helpful for that. It's not going to be something that's going to be a benefit, especially if you are to get in some sort of uh, compromised position. So we could go, you know, out in the middle of the sea uh, with the greatest uh, scuba diver in the world. And they could say, Mark, you're going to be totally fucking fine, man. But this will be really good for you. This is going to be a great experience. I, I would not be able to attach it to... I, I get it. I understand it. I understand, like, hey, uh, you know, if I jump out of a fucking plane or something, that, that could be transformative in some way. Uh-huh. Uh, but at the same time, either one of those things, <laughs> I'm probably not going to do them. I'm going to think to myself, even if I know better than to say I can't, Yeah, I'm going to be thinking in the, back of, the he- back of my head, like, you shouldn't do this, dude. <laughs> like, this is not a good idea. And someone could lay it out, and they could be like, dude, we've had other people in your exact same position do this and when they did this they doubled their business they doubled what they could do in fitness cuz you know swimming does this or they could tell me all kinds of stuff and it could even be right and i wouldn't be able to see it enough i would i would be uh my previous experiences would kind of keep me on lockdown from like mm. opening up to those things so we get it and we understand it but what i'm trying to uh what we're trying to impress upon you today is maybe you don't go out into the middle of the sea in the middle of the night but maybe you put your toe in and kind of check the temperature of the water you know maybe you find a way to incremental progress every single thing in your life uh the way that you would do with weights and the way you would do with uh learning the way you would do with just about anything else in your life yeah just just it's funny it, it reminded me um
2: I went to this place called emigrant gap recently right and, um, I don't jump like i I don't jump things into big bodies of water. never have not my thing um but there's a big waterfall that's like fifty feet, and then there's a small waterfall that's like
1: twenty feet, right? twenty feet is far,
2: yeah, it was <laughs> it was it's then, really I far. Mean,
1: Ten feet would be scary still,
2: yeah, um so I went to some homies, and my ass was like shit i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it but i was like i was like fuck i'll scare the you whole had a time. couple of friends that just ran and jumped right <laughs> yeah 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 exactly um well two of them didn't two of them chose not to but the the, the other woman i was with she chose to now you're like damn yeah we did the small that. one first she, she was like okay let's do the small one first i'm like okay let's do it so we got up there and i was like you know what fuck it just fucking jump so i i, I jumped in i was like okay that was cool so we went up to the big one. And it, when I got up to the big one, someone at the bottom was like, don't jump too far. You could hit the rocks on the other side. And I oh, was like,
1: come Bitch! on. Because like, uh,
2: if you jump with too much momentum, man. you could just smash your body on the rocks on the other side. So that just sounds like, like fun. <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm so glad that, I mean, I'm not, why, why did not you invite me? I showed me? you the video, right? I, I saw the video, but the like, video. you didn't invite me to, yeah. s- to say you're crazy.
2: Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I was just like, so then I just jumped that off.
1: Terrible! Why do people but, do? That? <laughs> I, I just
2: don't understand. <laughs> but that's the thing: you start with something small, I right? Guess. You dip your toe in, and then you do the bigger thing, and it's just like, it's like it wasn't that bad. I would do that jump again in a heartbeat. Now, was the
1: water cold? It was freezing. I'm it was out. also super deep. It D- Doesn't matter. I've how never high jumped it
2: is. into deep, such deep water, <laughs> um, but I do that shit in a heartbeat. But I, you know, I used to not think that I would ever do something like that. So. Yeah, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe you wouldn't have tried it at all. Oh fuck, no, <laughs> right, no. And and the the funny thing is, like, obviously, this is something that I went and did with some white people. <laughs> like Only y'all are crazy enough for this. Crazy shit. ass white people. <laughs> only y'all are crazy. Leave shit. it up to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real, y'all. You need See, some adventurous white friends. <laughs> To go camping nature
0: serial <laughs> killing and like extreme uh sports we got those down on lockdown pretty good
1: yeah
2: if,
0: yeah man if you want to if you want to do
2: some adventurous shit get some get some wilderness friends
0: brutal <laughs> i don't know if i would go off the higher one no. i think you would i'd It'd have a hard time just getting in the water if it's cold
2: Now you get used to that that's what everyone says yeah. I think I it's kind
0: of last year concerns when you're 50 feet up though, right? You're right. Yeah. The the, <laughs>
2: the big concern is not hitting the rocks on the other side. That's the big I'd concern. I'd also just be worried about
0: like coming back up. Like you mm. must've went down pretty far. When oh you, right? like, yeah. I don't know. 12 feet, 10 and, feet. And with the bone Deeper density. Deeper than that.
2: Deeper than that. Yeah. <laughs> it, that, that water just went. <laughs> It was just deep. So I just, like yeah. There was Did a, it
0: hurt at all? No, it didn't hurt. No, you just, That's didn't just hurt. just your feet first or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll post the video after uh, we finish up here. Y'all, y'all, y'all see what I'm talking about. My wife and I were talking about because we went to San Francisco yesterday and we're like, what, what happens to people? Like, if you jump off a bridge, like, why do you, why is it like, why is it like concrete? You know, they say it's the same as like concrete, like you'll break really? your bones. Yeah. And I was like, what, I was like, why is that? Like, are you, like if you've jumped from 50 feet are you still picking up speed at 50 feet like i don't, i don't understand what happens but it, i guess you just you hit terminal velocity you just and you get fucked up yeah how high is that i wonder how high that bridge is i don't know probably 100 or 200 feet Ooh. yeah I, don't that know. Shit. I think you can survive it sometimes but i think most of the time i think it kills you maybe it knocks you out i don't know Jeez. maybe knows? you like pass out on the way down and you drown I have no idea.
1: Wait, you're talking about
0: the Golden Gate Bridge? Sorry, yeah, any, at, yeah, any, of those, any, yeah, any of those bridges? Yeah, high bridge. yeah Bay Bridge. Yeah, I think I I was it was on you,
2: the Bay Bridge. If you point your toes, you know, you go in like a. Sh- I know. I don't think it works. that
1: well. <laughs> So I, at that height, I believe because that's where some people will. That's where they uh, they will try to end their lives. Yeah. They they don't make it, but sometimes they'll just break through and they'll be like, "Oh fuck! I'm glad that, that was a bad idea." Mm-hmm. It's like oof.
0: They just break a couple bones instead yeah. of dying. Dang. Anyway. How did we get here? <laughs> how
1: did we well, get here? Well, because you were talking about jumping in. Oh, the, yeah, like, yeah. Where was this place, by the way? I know you said the name, but it's like where? Emigrant Immigrant Grap. Immigrant.
2: Immigrant. It's emigrant. Emigrant. It started um, from probably immigrant, though. Yeah, it started probably started from immigrant. But just it's like, like a... Pewda Creek. It's like a little secret spot. Um, people don't want to get to okay, it. Okay, cool. I don't even remember how to get to it, but... You're blindfolded by the white people. I just am bad by at uh, geography. <laughs> I'm just really bad at geography. Like <laughs> if you if you take me somewhere, I can't tell you how to get to it. I'm I'm relying on maps. Relying on maps. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, that's that that's that trying new things aspect of things, you know?
0: These uh small steps, you know, that we're talking about here, I think, you know, maybe for NCM and I when it came to fitness, uh the small steps were already partially done because we played sports and so uh the migration the walking into the weight room and lifting weights like was probably i know for me it wasn't really anything that i really thought about that much it was Mm -hmm. just like oh this is especially for football and especially at that time it's like this is you play football and you lift weights it's like part of it whereas for other people who don't maybe have that same introduction or maybe are playing a sport where lifting may not for some reason, lifting sometimes still isn't encouraged, but I think it should always be encouraged. Um, maybe your first walk in the weight room is the equivalent of us, you know, going out in the middle of the sea and jumping, in jumping in, jumping into the ocean. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, but I, I think there are, you know, smaller introductions to stuff that you can do. Uh, number one, you can find a friend that that's already into lifting and say, hey, you know, can I tag along with you someday? You mind showing me a couple things? Um, it's going to be really rare that someone's like, "No, get out of here." <laughs> you know, most of the time people are going to be like, "Oh my god, like you want to get involved with lifting? Like mm. fuck yeah, I'll show you some stuff." And uh, you can be on your way. You could also like hire a trainer, and you could literally, literally go to them and say, "I don't know anything. I'm actually kind of scared." Yeah. might sound funny but i'm I'm kind of nervous and scared i don't I don't know what i'm doing uh but I know that it could be it could be helpful to me so you know there's and and for myself personally, what's always worked is uh moving really really slow and having incremental progress over time, whether it be with business or whether it be with anything in the weight room um I would say even even my transformation from years ago—I uh, used to be over three hundred and thirty pounds. I'm um, nowadays more like two hundred and thirty pounds. I continue to get a little leaner, um, but I'm not leaner like necessarily every day, all the time. Yeah, it's been incremental, and then also it's—it um, comes and goes a bit. You know, as lean as I am right now, I'm sure at some point I'll—I'll I'll be a little heavier. Um, I'll go back and forth because sometimes I feel like really leaning into it and really seeing what I'm capable of and seeing what I can do. And other times I feel like relaxing a bit because the the relaxing part uh, kind of helps get me excited to go back in harder on pushing more. Mm-hmm. And then same thing when it comes to uh, business stuff. Sometimes I'm on fire with business stuff. I have a lot of ideas, a lot of creations, and then it just, I'm not as interested for a little bit. And I kind of pop back out of it, but over a long period of time, over three years, five years, ten years, uh, continually um, getting better. And to try to think that everything's going to always improve all the time, I think um, I think that that is something that I would be cautious of because uh, I just don't think it's it's realistic. But for things to get better over a long period of time, yeah. in the long run. I think that is reasonable to think that. I think it is reasonable to think that you're going to lift a little bit better. You're going to be a little bit leaner. You're going to make a little bit more money. um, You're going to be more knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. I heard Joe Rogan the other day say like, he's like, I got to be honest. I think I used to be an idiot, but like from doing this show, I think I've advanced a lot. I've learned a lot and that didn't happen slowly. I mean, he's done thousands of shows yeah, and he's prepared for thousands of uh, comedic shows Uh, being on fear factor and all the different experiences that he's had has now led to him having, you know, one of the best podcasts in the world. It takes time. It takes time. That's, that's one thing
2: that, you know, um, whenever I see a a comment, that's like a question of like, Oh, what, what would your big suggestion for getting big B or your big suggestion for losing fat or your big suggestion for whatever. And it may sound so cliche, but it's literally being patient with yourself because I think that, if a majority of people were just able to be more patient, they'd be able to get to that end goal. No matter if you're trying to lose like 100 pounds or 15 pounds, um, or you're trying to you know, gain a lot of muscle and get pretty big, uh, majority of the time, it's not just going to be this 12-week, one-year endeavor. It's going to be thing, the thing that you have to do for multiple years. And if you're not patient, either you'll quit, because you're not seeing the progress that you're looking for in the certain amount of time you're looking for it. Um, or you'll be able to be patient enough to get through the heart, like just to continue chipping away at it, finding small places to improve, finding small places to get better. Um, and, and also I think one big thing is doing your best to get around people that are substantially better than you, because that was one of the biggest changes for me when it came to my strength was when I came to super training, uh, Because that before that I was the strongest person in the gyms that I was training at at that time. I came to super training. I was strong, but my bench didn't compare to Marcus or Mike or you. I was my bench was weak. Um, My deadlift was still form needed. You know, like I needed technique work. Marcus looked at it. You looked at it. You guys were like, "Uh, it's a few things you could fix there. Try this. Try this." I got a little bit weaker for a while because I had to change up my form. So I, I legit lost 70 pounds off of my deadlift um, because you guys shifted some things with the way I moved. And then after a few months, my deadlift went from 650 to 715 because of the technique adjustments, because I, I adjusted, went backwards, moved forwards. But I was I was willing to take the advice of people that were better than me and to just chip away at it. I think a lot of people, they might be sticking around people that, first off, are like, aren't looking for progress, but also they might just be sticking around people that aren't really, you know, that, that aren't helping them improve. And if you're sticking around those types of people all the time, then you're just going to stay where you are. You're going to be stagnant. And uh, if you're not very, very self-motivated to try to find that information for yourself, you're going to start to think that, it's impossible to gain a certain amount of muscle. It's impossible to get bigger. It's impossible to lose all this weight.
0: When it comes to uh, something like getting bigger, like that is a you know can be a really long process for oh, a lot yeah. of people, and it could be something that uh, you have to be really patient with. And somebody might even be, you know say, "Oh, I took advice from this guy," and like. I really just all that happened is I started to get fatter. Uh-huh. And you might feel fatter and you might feel different than you did before, uh, when you go from two oh five to two fifteen to two twenty five and so on. Um but you do have to be patient, like maybe it's going to take a little while for your body to adjust. Maybe uh, the, the training and the nutrition you know, will come together at some point and you uh, will actually recognize that by being in this caloric surplus, it does serve you best. It is in your best interest because in the long run, you're packing on a little bit of muscle mass and at some other time you might strip down the body fat. And it'll actually be easier to lose body fat because you increased your metabolic rate. Sometimes when people gain weight, they don't automatically increase their metabolic rate because they don't always gain muscle uh, when they're gaining body fat. In general, your body will sort of do that for you. Um, in general, your body will do that for you because you... Are getting heavier and there's more weight to move around Yeah, um, but it's like not a great ratio you know so as you're gaining as you're gaining body fat it's not that body fat encourages you to gain more muscle mass in this particular case uh, but it means that you're in a caloric surplus which can help your training be a little bit better can be a little bit more efficient it's also probably ensuring that you're getting enough protein in to help uh, with recovery and help the muscles to get a little bit bigger and so it's just going to take it's going to take time and you're going to have to kind of sit in there and just uh know that it's a big it's a big process Uh, it absolutely is and i think um
2: what was i going to mention here as far as getting bigger ah yeah here we go um for some reason well let me let, let me mention this i don't know how i'm going to weave this in but i was i was thinking of just transformations that i've seen pictures of transformations and I think one thing that is very interesting is like, I've seen transformations of like women that were, let's say that they're, they were a little bit heavier. They start lifting weights and they start dropping. And then the the body that they have after that, like it's like, you didn't even think that they had the ability to have that type of figure. And if someone was looking at that before body, they would probably assume there's no way this woman's going to look like a fucking fitness model or look like, look like this. But They had so much, I guess, just so much perseverance to train and just get better in the gym
0: that it's just like, oh, damn, that's. You look like a fucking model. Like, I've seen a lot of those. I'm just like, that's wild. I've seen uh, some women go from not having a butt to having like a, a flat, flat butt to having a big old butt.
2: That's, what, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking. I, and mean, I didn't know like, how to say, but I was just like, damn, you, you
0: got an ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because we do talk, we've talked before on the show about like spot reduction and like, you know, targeting, you know, things. But like, I've seen girls like post pictures and they're like, hey, this is what I used to look like. This is what I look like now. And you're like, Holy crap. Like I I honestly didn't know that that was possible. Me too cuz that's not genetics. That's some work, that's some lifting right there. Yeah, I mean it's
2: it's impressive. <laughs> it is very <laughs> impressive. Now to divert real quick like I, I I was just saying like a lot of people put limitations on what what they can do on their body. I never knew. Like I always knew that okay. After a certain while, you know, you have those newbie gains where you gain s- something really really fast and then for the years on, things just slow down a little bit. Right. It's just it's not as fast as your first two years. But there is a true belief, man, on YouTube, on TikTok and on on Instagram from some of these dudes, there's a true belief that after your first three hard years of lifting, you're not going to get much bigger. Mm. A lot of guys are really out here, like legitimately thinking that I've seen that comment so many times. I'm like, whoa, where are these guys getting this information? Like, I know the newbie gains go away, Mm -hmm. but you guys really think that if you train hard for three years that that's first off going to be a majority of the muscle you gain in your lifetime and number 2 that that is cuz a lot of these guys are I've seen it where there's a lot of guys that are on on tick that they're like 19 20 21 and they've already hopped on that's what I was going to ask if that's what it was for. They've already yeah. hopped on. And I saw this little, I saw this little fucking kid, 20 years old, and he was, he made a video. He was like, yeah, you know, I've been trading for three years and, you know, I did all I could within that three year period. And I just figured that now it's the time to like, you know, I can hop on. I can, you know, cause I've, I've, I've peaked out my development. I was like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking serious mm-hmm. like you really think you peaked out your development and, and and this isn't just a mm. this is a widespread belief yeah it's just like wild to me like no that is not
0: true it's stupid well and the reason why the belief was adopted was so that you could get on some gear probably you know <laughs> probably um the, the truth is is that like if you took anybody and they found a more optimal way to do whatever it is that they want to do, they would gain regardless of what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, If, you know, I wanted to learn more about um, biology, you know, and I just hang out with people that do that and I could learn it and I can go through intensive, rigorous study and I could learn more of it. If you want to be, you know, if you, if in SEMA and I wanted to, be bigger and focus more on bodybuilding if we spent two or three months hanging out with like michael O'Hearn or mm. charles glass or dexter jackson or something like that i mean we're not gonna not make progress i mean we're gonna make a lot of progress and i'm an older guy who's been lifting for nearly 30 years um and i could still make huge changes um changes that you wouldn't think were possible but bodybuilding bodybuilding is a really cool sport it does show you that there's like shit that's possible that people can do to their body that you did. I, the reason why I didn't think girls could like do that with their butts. I thought that had a lot to do with, uh, your hips. I thought yeah, it had to do too. a lot with, uh, whether your hips were internally or externally. Um, like kind of uh well interior pelvic tilt i thought it had more to do with that i was like well your hips are fixed in a certain position and maybe you can't uh you know grow it out push it out yeah but (laughs) there is some truth that you can push it out more with Uh certain uh with how your hips are built you know for certain people it's gonna be easier but you can still build it out as we've seen yes you can
1: yeah, i think it was was it i think flex wheeler when he was talking about girls trying to develop a bigger he you know of course he's like all bodybuilder professional body he's like the gluteus you know maximus or whatever and he said like it's just genetics like uh you know will determine whether or not it grows or some, something along those lines and just the calves just the calves yeah so but i was just thinking you know along the lines of what we're talking about like if somebody you know if a girl heard that and they're like oh all right well i'm out it's like damn because, I mean, who else are you going to listen to, right? You're going to listen to us or Flex Wheeler. And
2: that's why the genetics thing is really somewhat bothersome to me. Because when you look at, like, when, I don't know if we mentioned this on air, but, like, when I look at my family, um, the people on my outside of, my, of the family, like, none of them lift. Like, a lot of them are just kind of out of shape. You know, they're, they're, but they're, they're bigger. They hold a lot Mm -hmm. of weight because they eat a lot of food. So they can can get kind of fat, right? Mm -hmm. And my dad never lifted, but he was like a, like, he was just like a a tall guy, but he never really lifted, right? So for me, when I started lifting, it wasn't because, oh, I see that I have these genetics in my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can, I can, I can gain some muscle. No, it's because like, uh, I really want to start lifting. I want to start doing this. I want to get bigger. Let's see what the fuck I can do. And, I did, but I don't look like the other people in my family. And I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, who else do I know like this? And I thought of you, because I mean, your brothers lifted, Mm -hmm. but I mean, when you look at your parents, they didn't, they didn't exercise or have have something like that, right? Nope. So, and by the time you were 25, I think what, what age did you like hop on? Yeah, I was about 25, Yeah, But you've already been lifting for 12 years and you were like 220 something at that point, right? right? You had your blinders on, you got really big naturally you looked really jacked and then you're like okay let's go right mm-hmm. so it's like you can't this the, the whole genetics argument i mean i know that i know genetics play a role but i've seen some people where i'm just like you wouldn't have thought
0: they had the genetics right yeah genetics are a part of it but what you do with those genetics is probably a larger part of it in the long run um genetics can uh you know they can you could have you could have genetics that um you know some people Talk about like people being privileged and stuff. Someone could be privileged and gifted some pretty cool things genetically. But the main thing with any sort of genetic component attached to it is that you find what you're genetically good at Mm -hmm. early. And if you find the earlier that you find it, probably the better, as long as you stay interested in whatever it is that you're doing. You started out further along on the track, and now you're going to be able to continue to get further along on the track. You know, Shaquille O'Neal was gifted a, a body that, you know, no one else really has that same body, right? Nobody has that fucking body. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, but, you know, he, he found basketball young. Um, Kobe Bryant or any of these people that, that you see, um, you know, that you would view having, uh, good genetics. It, it's, Finding what you're finding, what you're gifted at at an early age or any age really, um, is, is a key component to the whole thing. But what you do with those genetics is huge. Uh, how many people are six, four and 220, 230 pounds, uh, the way that, um, or 220 pounds, I guess he is, uh, the way that Tom Brady is. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are there's a lot of that that's a big frame. He was gifted uh, some good genetics as well. Um, you know, he could have been born 5'7", You know, and it would have been uh, very difficult. There's not a quarterback in the NFL that's currently 5'7". I think Drew Brees is like five nine, but um, and Doug Flutie was really short. But for the most part, it's it makes it more it makes it more difficult to maybe find uh, what it is you're good at unless you are exposed to it at a young age. And I imagine that Shaq and um, someone like Tom Brady was probably exposed to the sport of football at a young age. And then from there, it's a matter of what you do with it. Mm. If you look, you know, if you're watching any Olympics and you start to see some of these athletes uh, running and, and you know, I was watching some track the other day. I was watching some sprints. Um, all the sprinters, they all have different genetics. Yeah. All the sprinters had butts. All the sprinters had Quads, all the spinners had hamstrings. There were some differences in the size of their calves and the size of their legs in general, uh, the size of their arms some some were more jacked than others um, but they all you know they all took a a gift they were gifted something that maybe started them off a pinch further ahead than others. Um, they also were able to avoid some stuff that maybe other people fell into, like overeating like they never got like real heavy. Mm but they found what they were good at at a young age and they just leaned into it. You know, man, um, I want to
2: mention something because it's like, we think of like Shaq LeBron. Um, we, we think of like these physical specimens, but there was also guys in the NBA, like Allen Iverson, Isaiah Thomas, Mm -hmm. Isaiah Thomas, for I think a a season or two had a, um, like a 31 point per game average. 29. You're you're talking about the more recent Isaiah, the more recent Isaiah Thomas, um, uh, like a 29 30 point per game average and how tall was he like five nine
1: yeah he was five 10 uh, i'll look it up but yeah no he was he was it was him and then uh nate robinson were the shortest in the nba yeah and nate robinson's another example of a, another great player right went in a dunk competition too right? i believe so yeah i think so over, um over dwight howard <laughs> right and, and Allen iverson was just
2: like this skilled ass dude right but but he was shorter than everybody but he like it, People are like, as far as basketball skill, AI was one of the greatest, and he was also one of the shortest. And the reason why I say this is because everyone always is so focused on, uh, do I have a talent for this? Am I talented? And I think that, yeah, you do want to think about that. But at the same time, you want to just put yourself in the fucking ring if you're interested in it. Because like, I was lucky that my mom had me play soccer and stuff when I was six, or sports in general, Right. But when I started soccer and for a lot of my years playing, I wasn't the most skilled guy on the field. Like there were a lot of guys that had much better footwork than me. There were a lot of guys that had quicker feet than me. I, I, I wasn't uh, like, I was a starter, but I wasn't the best. Right. So, so, but I kept playing and I managed to play in college until I got injured. Um, and when I started lifting, I was 13 at that point. But when I went into the gym, I didn't look like I had some type of innate talent for muscle. I was like maybe a little, I was a little bit chubbier since I wasn't able to run for a bit, but I didn't have this look where like, oh yeah, he can gain a lot of muscle. I just was like, fuck, I need something to do because I need to be physical. So I dumped into it. I started early. I had my blinders on because I had no choice but to be naive and there's no social media. I was able to grow, Mm -hmm. but it's like, that's the, that's the thing. It's like you, (sighs) I don't, People are so focused on, am I talented at this? Do I have an innate talent? And that's one of the things that is part of a fixed mindset, focusing on talent. And if you're not talented at it in the beginning, most people with a fixed mindset will quit or they'll slow down or they'll stop. But the people that have a growth mindset see, okay, I'm not talented at this. How can I get better? What can I do to get better? Cassio had this story about Uriah Faber uh, when Uriah was training at the gym, and after every single role that he'd get fucked up, and he'd always ask his, his opponent what did I do wrong?
0: How can I get better? What did you see right and that's why he was able to do what he did and I think at some point maybe um <clears throat> being reasonable too, and just sometimes understanding like uh there was an end of the road with soccer for you, there was an end of the road with football for me, there was an end of the road with pro wrestling for me, and I think uh it wasn't like, <clears throat> you know, looking back on it, I didn't have the same mindset that I have now. You know, I didn't have uh, some of these tools. If I had some of these tools, um, it, I think it would have been a lot easier. But I would have also probably just made decisions a lot sooner because I would have recognized, oh, my God, like you're not quite as interested in this. If you're being honest with yourself, you know, you probably love soccer. I loved football. I was fanatical about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I was being honest, it's like I did stuff for football. I ran for football. I lifted for football. Um I kind of ate for football, but mm. I didn't, you know, I didn't, there was still another level that I could have gone to. Yeah. I could have definitely, <clears throat> I could have definitely gone to like more camps and found, got around more coaches. Um There was just little stuff that I just, Maybe I ignored it because I wasn't interested enough, but I, I didn't get around like people that were way better than me Uh, in my area that I grew up in. Like football was like people liked football, but it wasn't like a thing in my area. And so therefore, like as far as I knew, which again, I didn't look into it much. uh, There wasn't like really great coaches assisting kids. to like, you know, get to the college level and so, and so forth. But I just didn't have that same mindset back then. I kind of thought uh, that I was kind of fixed to a certain body that I was fixed to certain positions on the football field. And I, I kind of thought that I, I couldn't like grow past that or couldn't get around that. And now, you know, I recognize that like, I could have Worked on or worked my way towards whatever, uh, whatever I wanted to. But I think, you know, we, we adopt some of these beliefs. Um, like you're talking about, you know, these people that are adopting these beliefs, uh, on social media and these people that are having kind of a fixed mindset. I think it goes beyond <clears throat> just them f- having a fixed mindset for themselves, which would be fine. I think they're putting other people into boxes too. And I think they're saying like, Oh, that guy's a bodybuilder. He'll never do good in powerlifting. Or when I went from powerlifting to bodybuilding, uh, you know, a bunch of people, uh, (laughs) a bunch of people kind of took a shit on. Oh, it's a publicity stunt. He'll never be able to do that. His waist is too thick. It's not going to work out. He's not going to probably, he'll probably get like in shape. He'll probably get on stage, but he probably won't get that lean, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, no, you can take it. You know, I, I took that pretty much, I think is about as far as I could go in, in, uh, in the amount of time that I did it. But I think that when you are putting people into a box that you are, again, you're limiting your own, you're limiting your own capabilities. Oh, that guy had to do that with steroids. Again, I think is a great example of that because you're, um, you're imposing your belief of how far someone can go onto somebody else and you're pushing it onto them so you could feel a little bit more comfortable with what it is that you're working on
2: that's a gorilla fixed mindset <laughs> it's like it's like you're doing it in a sly fashion like oh well he's that he got that big with steroids or whatever or like he, he got that cut because he, he was using drugs or whatever yeah that's that's why Okay, so I can do the same thing. Like, I'm gonna go do the same shit. It's it's a guerrilla fix mindset. You're just, you're, you are literally limiting yourself because you do your best to try to take away from other people's potential accomplishments. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying there are people that, you know, say they don't take drugs that do. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. That totally exists. But at the end of the day, I, I'm i gonna get eternally flamed for this and mm-hmm. I'm always gonna get flamed for this. I believe Mike O'Hearn is the natty king. I believe he's natural. I really do. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to his physique and what he's been able to do at 50 something years old, well, I look at that, dude. I'm just like, you know what? I want to be able to do that kind of shit at 50 years old. I want to be able to lift that. Well, I want to be able to have that technique. I will be able to have that technique. But then what good does it serve me to be like? The only reason Mike's that big and that strong is because he's using drugs for it. You know, the only reason his body's that resilience because he's using some types of drugs for it. Because that what's going to happen is if, if that is my internal belief and I drive that into my mind, then by the time I'm 50, I'm going to need to be able to use drugs and other things to do that. But if I truly believe that I can get there, I'm internally going to start taking little actions here and there to allow me to get there because I believe I can. I think that people really underestimate how powerful the mind can really be. They really do. And they might think it's small at the time that they believe certain things, but those beliefs that you have in yourself and the beliefs that you have about other people are going to shape the way that you move and the way you think and the the actions that you take. And you're going to end up in a certain spot because of the way you think and the way, what you believe.
1: Absolutely. And and for me, I, I don't really care if he's, natty or not if i'm 50 years old and i can do that on or off all of the gear i will be so stoked yeah but yeah no to me it doesn't matter because it, it's what he, what he does is incredible and i mean the consistency like it's it's i mean it's unmatched
2: no one has been that consistent well i mean there are people that are that consistent but i mean like we've seen it yeah you've seen it yeah you know Unbelievable. I mean? we've experienced it yeah <laughs> this fucking element's amazing right now which, which
0: one you got I put some in my tea this morning. Oh, you
2: wild man! Mm-hmm. What tea, tea did you put it in?
0: I got this uh, tea from uh, uh, Phil's uh, Istanbul tea. I don't know. It was just a different one. It's got like spices in it. But I threw the uh, like the jalapeno I was, um, mm. one in there, and it's good. What is that one called? The jalapeno? Ha- something. The, the, there's there. habanero, mango, mango, mango habanero,
1: something habanero. Oh, and then there's another one, lemon. Is it lemon habanero and mango chili? Yes, you are correct, oh, sir. Thank you for I correcting. I think I threw
0: some mango chili in there, but it's really good.
1: It's good. Are you still eating it just like dry off the like your <gasps> note notebook? I do that sometimes, yep.
0: Bro, we <sighs> should snort some element. Wow. I know, right?
1: not right now not on air we'll, we, we'll get canceled yeah actually you're right now let's careful, like, some be careful elements. be careful like doing... dumping
0: it down your throat because you can kind of choke on it but i i've put it on the table before and dab some of it it's yeah that was good. fun <laughs> it was good right it was good it was,
2: good. It was like you know the, it the what's dabbing. it called the pixie sticks yeah yeah uh fun dip fun, fun dip? dip yeah it's like having fun dip with your finger mm.
1: but with Which electrolytes
2: delicious delicious yeah delicioso.
1: You guys need to check out Element Electrolytes. Uh, links down in the YouTube description as well as the podcast show notes and wherever the hell else you're listening to this. Uh, Drink LMNT.com slash Power Project. Um, I believe they're, they're doing the, the Element Recharge Pack, which is like an eight, eight, eight sample pack, an eight flavor sample pack. Easy for you to say, bro. I know, right? <laughs> um, and that's, I think you just pay the $5 shipping. Um, but if you're listening to this and they are no longer offering that, we recommend the Value Bundle. Because you get, uh, you pay for three boxes, but you get four. Uh, the, um, the new grapefruit flavor, grapefruit salt is incredible. The uh, the watermelon, th- those two, they, they did a really, really good job on those two flavors. That's the KG. Yeah. I ain't going to even go that deep, but that's the KG.
2: <laughs> I love that grapefruit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they got those two, uh, the citrus salt and the orange salt. The, the no flavor the unflavored salt is um i mean it's literally just salty but i sometimes use that on my uh my canned chicken like i've mentioned in the past <laughs> as silly as that sounds but that's a it's an easy way to keep a, a flavor pack you yeah, know yeah, on yeah. the ready whenever whenever uh you're ready to eat
0: what has the uh, internet done for you uh jujitsu wise when you see like oh. or you or yeah youtube uh tiktok and i'm sure like you guys at practice are sometimes like dude did you see like like i didn't even know it's fucking possible right it's things that um it's kind of like similar to hanging out with people that are better than you the internet has kind of done that for us especially when it comes to powerlifting and comes to physiques and things like that you see people that are on another level and I mean look at uh look at the uh, the guest that we had on Nikki uh, Rodriguez Nicky Rodriguez more recently right um that's some unconventional shit as far as I know like the w- the what that whole entire uh death squad does right is unconventional they yeah. uh have a different approach to jujitsu than anybody's ever seen before mm-hmm. and uh it looks like it's working really well otherwise uh people didn't know that was possible people didn't know I think in some In some circles, people kind of almost originally thought it was like disrespectful, right? Like, no, this is jujitsu. This is the way this is done. And they're like, no, fuck all that. We found something more optimal. Yeah. You know, um, the Internet's an amazing thing.
2: And I think this also, once again, falls into how powerful the mind can be. And if you're listening, no matter if you're younger or you're older, I need you to really start believing in just believe in yourself and believe in just terms of in your self-talk and what you actually think. Because, for example... Um, when I was a blue belt, I knew that I was weak on the feet, meaning that like when I, if I would try to take somebody down, I didn't have good takedowns and we really didn't go over many takedowns over at my school. Um, so I was just like, fuck it. Let me just watch a bunch of takedown videos and let me just like drill that into my mind because I know we don't really drill it much. So I might not have time to drill, but let me just drill these takedowns to my mind. Right. And it was before a tournament I did as a blue belt in uh, SoCal. In that tournament, I hit two, uh, two pretty complex takedowns that I've never done before in practice. Um, and I hit them pretty flawlessly. It was like a seonagi and something else. And I've never done those before. And it's not because, because again, I'm not a grappler. I didn't start off like a wrestling or a grappler or whatever. Um, but I was like, I was just drilling it in my mind, saying, okay, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. These are the grips. That's your legs. That's what you do. And I did those literally just just from seeing it and playing it over and over. And I believed I could. And I think one of the big reasons I believed I could is because remember, we had a conversation about John Jones and you told me how John Jones had the comment of like, you know, he would do certain things and people would be like, John, how the fuck do you do that? He's like. Well, I watched YouTube videos, <laughs> right? And I was just like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense. Let me go watch a bunch of YouTube videos. How'd you learn how to strike like that? He's like, YouTube? YouTube. People were like, fuck this guy. <laughs> and that's legit. That's real. He, he's the GOAT. But you see, this is an interesting thing too. John Jones learned a lot of things in unconventional ways. And yeah, he did get busted for taking certain things, but certain people will continue to just take away from him um, and not realize how strong that man's mind is. Like, people don't realize that shit. Another thing is like, um, yeah, I think that videos have made, like, learning things in terms of jiu massively beneficial. Uh, but one person's mind that I think is so interesting that is such a savage as David Goggins. Because when I hear about the, t- the types of runs that he would do when, like, his fucking, he had fractures all over his feet and he was still running, I'm not telling anybody to take it that far. But again, I'm just saying that to emphasize the idea that the mind and the belief that you have are so fucking powerful that it can allow you to do things that most people would think is not humanly
0: possible. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And if you were to simplify wrestling, you know, you were to simplify this idea of like takedowns. Um, it'd be very easy. It'd be very easy for you to be at jujitsu and think like this is mixed. This is, a uh, this is martial arts and this is one martial art. And like, I don't know how to take people down. So, uh, I'll always probably be weak at that. So I'll just work on my game from the back, right? Like, I'll just, when I'm on my back, I'll, I'll learn how to be better at that and I won't expend a lot of energy and even bother to take anybody down. Yeah. Uh, cause I might get caught in a weird thing too. Like if, so I'm just going to like be more passive. It might change the entire way that you like play, that you play the whole game. Right? Yeah, it would. And this is man, this is, see, this is
2: another thing where belief comes in. Um, or when within a realm or within a field, if there is a conventional belief of this is how something's done, or these are how certain people do things, or this is it. It's very easy for people to fall in line because that's comfortable. One big thing within jujitsu is how like in the ultra heavyweight classes and yeah, the the guys that are really heavy, none of them play, can play guard. And guard is like when you're on the bottom, it's more of a smaller guy game. And big reason that people think this is because when you're a bigger guy and you're usually practicing at your school, you're usually always on top cause you're big and strong. So most big guys you don't end even, up there a lot. You end up there a lot. So most big guys go into jujitsu believing that they can't develop a good guard because that's, that's a small guy game. You know, that's I'm big. I'm not flexible. I'm not mobile. There's no way I'm going to be able to build a good guard. Right. But because I got fucked up at worlds as a white belt, I think it was a white belt. I was like, you know what? All these big guys don't fucking play guard. Let me, let me work on that shit. And now I'm known for having a good guard as a big guy. You know what I mean? Because I didn't believe that big guys can't play guard. Well, I saw a lot of like, I like world champions, like Roger Gracie, uh, Bouchesha. Um, and there's a few guys at my school that like they, they were upper belts and they were big and they could move pretty well. So I was like, you know what? Nah, let me do that shit. And now people find it really hard to get through my guard, and that's again. I feel like within within whatever bodybuilding, um, they're like young kids think that there's just a certain limit to how big you can get, and there is. Everyone has a certain limit to how big you can get, but these people are now placing that belief and that limit on themselves and saying, "Well, I can't get that big." And guys, like, there are YouTube channels that just. Uh, they have such massive followings and I, I get the, they say that their intention, like an example is this guy named Philion. you know, Philion, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. He's funny. Yeah. I get it. I, I like, I've watched his stuff. And I'm like, this is, this is enjoyable. But, but at the same time, I hear the things he says. And then I, I, I imagine if I'm 16 listening to this mm-hmm. and I don't, I've been lifting for two years and Phileon is giving me a picture of this dude. That's kind of jacked. You know, he's not like, he's not crazy big, but he's kind of jacked. And he's saying, Oh, there's no way this guy's not this big. He's on the sauce. You know, he's <laughs> definitely been taking drugs. Look how veiny he is. And how, like, if I hear that, mm-hmm. that's just kind of pushing that belief onto me and what I can do. And then now I believe that, well, that guy is too big and he's too vascular and he's, he's leaning around and he must be on the sauce. And then now I limit what I can do because of the general belief within the industry. I think
0: that's sad. And you got to recognize too, like, some of these mutants have come some come from somewhere and they weren't always on shit you know someone like a larry wheels or something like that i mean he was moving around kevin oak i mean yeah. um uh, even like bradley martin bradley martin's a mutant you know like he, he looks great he's always in great shape he's very strong whether he takes or doesn't take or whatever there's some point where he didn't take anything where he was still probably uh way ahead and way further along than uh, most people yeah. Well, we were talking about earlier with the takedowns and wrestling and stuff like that. You know, I, I think it would be interesting. Like, if you went to, I'm sure you're very good at taking people down, right? If you took down, like, if you tried to take down, like, 50 people, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say it's all people that don't have a wrestling background. The one guy that you would have the most trouble with taking down, I mean, maybe he's stronger or maybe we could point to other things, but let's just say they all weigh the same. Yeah. Let's say this, they all have a similar history. Like, they don't, no one lifts or anything, right? Mm-hmm. No one's spectacular in the group. Uh, one guy would just say well I just didn't want to let him take me down like it was that guy's belief like I don't care okay the guy's guy's jacked and he has experience in jujitsu and I heard all that and one person might hear that and just be like well uh, I should probably just you know kind of go along for the ride make sure I don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll, I'll engage with him, but if he feels strong, I'm probably just going to like, you know, just let it let it happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, whereas some there would be somebody in the group who'd be like, I'm not letting this motherfucker take me down. And mm-hmm. maybe you still have the skill to take that person down, and maybe they don't have enough knowledge to avoid your takedown, but they still might be a handful just for the simple fact that they thought, I- I'm going to make this guy look bad. I'm going to give this guy trouble. I'm going to give him problems. I'm going to move my legs out of the way so you can't swipe them or whatever maybe they oh, maybe they only saw a couple UFC clips and they can figure out something or they can fucking run away or something yeah but that it would be one person that would have the belief like I'm not gonna allow that shit to happen to me and maybe it just took longer than everybody else but again back to the idea of like just kind of try to simplify stuff what what does it entail to take someone down you ever watch like you watch the best people in the UFC take somebody down (laughs) and um I know that there's tons of technique involved. And I don't even have... I don't possess any of these techniques. But from my... From what I see, because I've watched uh, every UFC that there is pretty much, it just looks like these motherfuckers are resle- relentless. Yeah. When a guy goes for a double leg, he might not get the double leg. Then he's just onto a single leg and he won't fucking stop. Yeah. And he'll hold on to the guy's leg forever. And he's getting elbowed in the side. He's getting punched in the back or of the Khabib. head. Khabib. That reminds me yeah. of Khabib, yeah. They just hold on, hold on, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. And eventually... And I real, again, I realize there's a lot of strength. There's a lot of technique. There's a lot of endurance. I understand all that, but at its base root level, it's like that guy just grabbed onto that person's leg, like a fucking animal. And he won't let go. It's almost like he's too dumb to know, like you should (laughs) let go at some point because you're getting punched, you know, but they just stick with it. They stick with that belief. I'm going to
2: get this guy to the ground at some point, man. let, Let me tell you about how, okay. So I, I, just thought of this right now, but I never really thought about it. Um, all throughout athletics, you know, when, growing up uh, there, there were points where I was like, maybe one of the fastest guys on, on my soccer teams fastest like sprint Mm -hmm. speed yeah cool but i always had one of the like i was always as far as like long mile runs i was always in like the back of the pack Mm -hmm. and i was always like sometimes i was last like when we do endurance type cooper runs or whatever i'd be the guy that was like wheezing at the end because i didn't have the endurance i was really good at just being explosive and sprinty but when it came to endurance i wasn't good I believed I wasn't good too because I'd always end up at the back. And I, outside of our practices, I'd always be fucking trying to do runs and and training. But like my body, I just I just really believed that I'm not a guy that has endurance. I'm a guy that gasses out. You're like here it happens again. Here it goes again. My legs are done. Yeah, I'm the guy that gasses out. I really believe that about myself. And I, like I, when I when I finished up in soccer, when I got injured, like that was still something that I thought. When I got into jujitsu. Initially I was I was gassing. I was gassing. But something changed in terms of make me when I started doing some more bodybuilding and powerlifting and improving at those things, I changed my mindset as I started focusing on those sports. And then when I went into jujitsu, I was like, all right. So I'm gassing out and a lot of people think so if you're big you won't have, be able to have good endurance. Let's figure some shit out, how can we fix this? There might be something wrong with my breathing. So I mm-hmm. got that book, The Oxygen Advantage, and I read that and I started focusing on nasal breathing and, and over time I was like, huh, I'm not gassing out. And now I can honestly say like, I have some of the best endurance. I don't gas. I used to believe that I was the guy that always gas out. And now I'm not. I'm the guy that doesn't fucking gas out. I'm the guy that you're not going to tire out now. And people will typically say, oh, when you hold a lot of muscle, it's easy to gas out, blah, blah, blah. And that shit won't happen to me. And it's just because of a, I may have been the guy that gassed out, but I seeked some some knowledge to help me figure out how to solve that problem because at the end of the day it's just a problem that can be solved right and i was lucky enough to find it we were lucky enough to have patrick and uh mm-hmm. brian mckenzie and uh all these guys on the show and they just they helped me to figure out the ways to fix my breathing so that i'm not the guy that gasses out so to a good mindset
1: yeah so to change that belief you just look at it like okay i have an, a problem and i just need to solve it
2: and i know that when i was younger and i was playing soccer mm-hmm. I didn't Google what can I do to gain more endurance? I wasn't doing that. I was just going to practice and doing what the coaches said. I wasn't going and trying to find the answer to the problem. I was just like,
0: that's me. Most people aren't nearly as interested in stuff as they think they are. (laughs) You're right. You know, (laughs) I think uh, maybe David Goggins, I think, I don't know. I can't remember if it says 40% or 60%, but like he probably says 40%, but uh, he talks about how people, you know, they go hard, but they're, idea of hard is like 40% but the the encouraging thing is that like you still put in a good effort so you're Mm -hmm. not far off like you need to just continue down that path and you don't always have to be a hundred percent we talk about that a lot on the show I don't even think it's wise for most people to adopt some of the things that David Goggins has Mm -hmm. done like it it works really well for him but I've seen other people try to adopt you know this 4 a.m training session and and all these different things and then when things aren't that challenging they can't they can't uh they have a hard time staying on schedule and staying on point because now they're not on a diet that doesn't have any carbs or they're not like it's not hard enough. Like mm-hmm. if I'm not going to go to jujitsu <laughs> seven days a week, then I'm not going to show up for six months. It's like, whoa, dude, like and maybe that's, uh you know, each individual's uh mindset. But, you know, I think. Most of the time people aren't nearly as interested in the stuff as they say when I hear people trying to work through their thoughts and they're explaining to me why they're not losing weight. Mm-hmm. Um, it would sound like really negative or really harsh for me to say, well, you'll probably figure it out on your own when you're more interested in it. And they would go, what? Like, no, I'm I. That's all I think no, but about. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing cardio and I've been and I lift and you'll probably figure it out better when you're more interested you know, mm-hmm. and they'd probably come back, and they'd probably be super frustrated. But that's that's my truth. I know that's for me, like me personally. When I have a hard time with something, uh I just I can chalk it up to that, and I can say, "Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll be more interested in that some other time." So I'm just gonna like let it be, and uh, hopefully it comes to me at some point.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What What is it about that challenge that you just said? Because you know, I, I usually I'll try to get here anywhere between six and six thirty. But because it's just me, and then now Nico's coming in, but like it always turns into seven seven fifteen, but when we were doing the like four four thirty a m workouts, I was usually here on time mm-hmm. what do you, wh- what is that like why do you think the um the, like just i guess the the fun like excitement of a challenge or yeah, what the hell
0: things have to be challenging mm-hmm. if if we if we said hey, we're gonna like all deadlift at midnight. <gasps> Come in here at midnight, like we would halfway be like, oh fuck, that'd be hard. But we would probably get a bunch of people to join in on the madness, and we'd probably be like, fuck yeah, like that's going to be awesome, and we'd probably be all here at eleven forty five warming up. You know, like (laughs) yeah, this sounds like a sounds like a good time. You know, yeah. Sometimes things do need to be like you do need the bar to be raised a little bit. You do need things to be, uh, you know, challenging and exciting. I think. If you're like, yeah, I might get there at seven. Maybe I'll get there at seven thirty. It's way different than saying like, all right, well, fucking four a.m. And when you say that to yourself, I think I think uh, automatically uh, maybe I don't know how it is for women, but I think as a dude, you're like, fuck that, man, I can make that Mm. I could figure that out. Oh, they think I'm not gonna show up at four o'clock? I'm gonna fucking be there at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how my mind works on some of that stuff. But um I've also just kind of have adopted the principle of like I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get a certain amount of work done every day, and I don't fucking care how long it takes or when it happens, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to happen. And I also am somewhat reasonable with it where I'm like it doesn't matter that fucking much if it happens tomorrow yeah. because I put in a lot of effort every day. I work hard every day and you know, I'm just like it, it can happen. You know, if I missed three, 10 minute walks for today, I know that I'll probably do four tomorrow or I'll get in two and then three and three and three and so on. Like I'll, I know that I'm going to be consistent enough with stuff uh, to where it won't matter. But I think the most dangerous word One of the most dangerous words is when you say, like, maybe and might, Uh, especially when you say it to yourself, like, oh, yeah, I might be there on Saturday. Like, you're not showing up. Yeah, Yeah, maybe I'll see you there. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll get in there at seven. Maybe I'll get in at 730. I think what you could work on maybe is just to give yourself a time and just say, you know, I'm coming in here. But I would also maybe encourage you to have a day that's like a floater day where you don't have to come in. But I would try to decide the night before. That way, because I think what happens sometimes is that you know uh success breeds success, but I think failure makes you feel like a failure, so when you miss shit or you get late somewhere on stuff, it probably doesn't matter too much on certain things, but like it accumulates over time, and you show yourself repeatedly that you can't do something you can't run far mm-hmm. you know and you and then there you are running, and you're like, oh, here we go." I, I already know this about myself. I'm a fucking loser when it comes to running far. I suck at this. And you kind of repeatedly uh, are telling yourself about it. I think one last note on the whole, on the whole topic is sometimes people aren't even really working on certain things at all. Like they're not even investigating or thinking about it at all. They just want to like be better at it. They're super frustrated with something and they bring it up to you and they bring it up to you and they bring it up to you. And then you have suggestions here and there and, all the suggestions are met uh, you know with a a semi-automatic weapon you know they shoot all your ideas down and you're like I know it's frustrating to hear somebody to try to fix your problems all the time but um, it's like damn you know like you mentioned something I mentioned a couple things that I thought would help I'm not trying to hurt you trying to assist you and you just shot down every (laughs) fucking idea that I have yeah no they're
2: there, There's a lot of that. Let me ask you. Um, you mentioned the words maybe and might. Uh, what are some other words that you're very careful with when you use them? Like when you say something, you're like, oh, shit, I got to be careful. Because I think this can, I think the, the the things that people say and the things that people think, sometimes they don't even know that that's holding them back. Like they don't know that saying I might do that is, can be problematic mm-hmm. in, in the long run. Or I'll I'll, I'll try and see what happens. Um, or i 'll do that, and maybe it, maybe it 'll work, right? they don 't realize that some of this vocabulary is already setting themselves up for mm-hmm. failure, and that the way you speak is going to be a big deal. So what do you try to avoid saying so people
0: can maybe write this down and not mm-hmm. say it I work on uh, I work towards eliminating words, but like sometimes it 's difficult to completely eliminate them, yeah. because they are they have multiple meanings. Mm-hmm. You know the word try. It seems like is is a fairly innocent word. I don't think there's a reason to completely eliminate it. Um, Because, uh, but what what does try do? Like I might might try to go cliff diving with you sometime. It's protecting me. Like, oh, he didn't say he's going with me. You know, he just kind of, but maybe you don't always want an out with everything. You know, maybe it's not always like uh, you're thinking about, Going to the gym, I might try to go to the gym. It'd probably be more helpful, probably serve you better to use different language towards that. I'm gonna go to the gym as soon as I feel interested enough in changing my fitness goals. Mm -hmm. That's when I'm gonna go to the gym, and I'll know that I'm more interested in my fitness goals when I'm actually at the gym. But before that time, you know, it's kind of it's up in the air right now. You know, yeah. Uh, I have worked towards being more careful when I use absolutes, you know, uh, trying to say like always or never, mm-hmm. like never's, man, never can be, never can be really, uh, really brutal. And my, my wife is, uh, somebody that she will just like let go. She'll just like, she'll just say what the fuck's on her mind, which is amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like awesome being with somebody like that who does not care. You know, she'll just, she just wants to tell you how exactly how she feels or exactly how something is. Yeah. Uh, but then when she says it, I have to kind of like sometimes back her up and say, well, that's not, necessarily always the case and then she's like oh yeah yeah it's not you know i can't always do this it just can't always do that but nope <laughs> but uh, there's that word can't you know it gets throw, gets thrown in there but yeah you just work towards making the language uh better for yourself you work towards having all they're really trying to do is to take uh all the internal dialogue that you have, you're just working towards having it serve you better. Mm-hmm. That's really all you're trying to do. And then in terms of the, the things that you hear uh, and the things that you read and the things that you see and the things that you think about yourself, you're doing the same thing with all those things. How do, I, how do I interpret these things to serve me better? Not only to serve you like you're trying to be selfish or anything like that, but how do I take this information to be more helpful to me? So again, like using the uh, scenario of like going into the ocean, it's not beneficial to be like super nervous that you might die. Yeah. <laughs> now, is it useful to know that the the, the ocean is very dangerous? And you should never turn your back on the ocean. And that you need to watch out for bigger waves, like there's a fucking possibility that there's a shark in there. Like that is useful information to have going in in case something does happen in case you do need to be uh, aware, but it's not useful to like be panicky about it the whole time. Mm -hmm. Shit like that is some of the things I've been working on for the last couple of years. Yeah.
1: Uh, What happened? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, you and uh, Chris were training. You said something and he called you out on it.
0: Yeah. uh, We went to do a workout the other day and, um, uh, I think, oh, he said, he said, let's do some, uh, let's do some chest." And I said, oh, I can't do that. Cause I did it like two days ago. And then he's like, you can. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you got me. I was yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you're right. And yeah, it just burned me all day. I was thinking about it. I was like, fuck, he just totally. <laughs> it's like, damn, he got me. But you, you know, it's good. It's good to have people keep you in check because sometimes what we say is like totally ridiculous or totally false. And, it is sometimes just conversation. Sometimes we're literally just talking back and forth. But uh, when somebody says they can't do something or when someone says, oh, man, I was really worried or nervous about it. I think it's a, I think it's good to occasionally say, what is it that you were actually nervous about? And then and then give, you know, give them some compliments towards why you think that they might they possibly shouldn't feel that way. hmm. Like I, I don't think you should feel that way, man. Like you're, are you serious? Like you really feel that way? Because I think you're actually really good at A, B, and C. Yeah. I mean, don't you're not lying to anybody. You're, you you want to sh- you're sharing the truth with them. You're not trying just to pump them up for no reason. Mm-hmm. Somebody's uh, nervous to go and talk to their boss about something and say, "Oh, that's great, man. You sh- you should actually go and talk to them." And I don't think, I don't think you should be nervous about it because I think you're worth what you just said. Yeah. You should go talk to them about it. Be great you should absolutely reframe your language
2: to give yourself a shot. You know, don't say I can't do that. Maybe say I can't do that right now. Maybe how can I figure that out? Um, I think it's, it's, this is, this is an interesting thing. Um, In my, in my last relationship, um, my, let's say when, when my ex used to think, say that they couldn't do something, I'd always say, no, this is how you can do it. This is awesome. You know, you absolutely have that ability, but, they held the belief and they they thought I was always pumping them up or not being real just because mm. it, was, it was like, I was so like, no, you can, you can. So they thought mm. that like, I wasn't being genuine, but like, that's, I truly
0: believe that. That's like telling your significant other that they're pretty. They're so like, oh, you say that all the time. you right? to say It's that. like, but no, I fucking think you're hot. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, you don't know how I'll say it. Like, i okay. Maybe I should stop saying it, I don't know, (laughs) right? So if
2: you're someone on the receiving end of encouragement, take the encouragement and then reframe the way you speak about yourself. Don't say, I'm not smart, I'm stupid. Don't say, I don't have the talent for that. Don't say, I'm not big enough for that. Or don't say, I can't. If there's something you you really actually want to do or you, you look at something or you look at what somebody's doing and you're admiring it, instead of thinking of all the limitations or maybe all the advantages that person had, oh, they came from a rich family or they had two parents or this or that, fucking just be like, what are the like what did they do in their life that that made them do that or that allowed them to do that? What books maybe have they read like that's that's a big reason why I always ask what books people have read mm. because I can give me an idea
0: into how they think and like mm. what's going on up here, maybe what stuff they've paid attention to. I'd also maybe try to recognize the audience, you know this person that may be spitting this out to you. sometimes people just sometimes they just wanna like a little negative and they want you to kind of like wallow in that with them a bit you know they're they they they're, they're kind of looking for that but there's uh, you know there's things that you can say maybe like rather than just trying to I, I think sometimes what can happen is that if I share with you an experience that I'm struggling with sometimes i think people feel a little bit attacked because like why do you all of a sudden have the solutions to it you know like and and why like i don't really maybe even want you to fix all my problems i was just i was just venting you know i was venting about how i have this issue um but i think so understanding that the person that is receiving the information it might not be landing on them well they may not be in a in a space uh like oh man you struggle with alcohol you should you know you just say oh you should stop drinking <laughs> you know it's like it's like well yeah like, well, if, uh, yeah or maybe you should get it you know stop being around people that drink like you could there's all kinds of really logical uh, oh man you're trying to lose weight you should probably eat less you know like there's tons of things you could throw at somebody uh yeah. that are very like logical reasonable things that would actually maybe even work uh but at the same time i think uh sometimes people's defenses are put up but what you could do is you could try to put it back on them and say oh my god dude like that's horrible man i didn't know you were struggling with that like that's that's shit man i i don't know what i would do in that situation but like what do you think you can do to improve it
2: that's a good one you know what i
0: mean like what like and they could say, I don't know, man, I i don't really fucking care at the moment. I'm just pissed, you know, and then you just you're like, all right, well, that conversation, that conversation's done. You know, you kind of get an idea, but they could say, uh, I don't know, maybe I should go get help or maybe I should go to, to a seminar or maybe, I, you know, and then you could say, actually, I know someone that does that. I know people that are in that field. And if you're ever interested, I could lead you towards that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to be as like. I don't know, just out of the picture as you can without, you know, thinking you're an expert. It's hard for me because I love philosophy stuff. So I hear people saying stuff and I just like clench my (laughs) fist and I'm like, (laughs) there's a
1: meme
2: that's like it's like a a guy like that oh yeah yeah. he's
0: like waiting to speak it's this white boy he's
1: just like (laughs) veins popping everywhere yeah
0: (laughs) that's kind of yeah it's kind of what happens to me i'm like but then i'm i'm just thinking well they just haven't for that well they may may have not read some of the things i've read they may have not have been around some of the people i've Mm -hmm. been around and they also might not fucking care absolutely Mm -hmm. they just literally might not fucking care
1: Yeah. yeah i'm over here cracking up because uh, you're you're saying like, Oh, you want to quit drinking? Well just stop. Um <laughs> We we have we have this ceiling fan at my house that doesn't work. And I'm like, Yeah, the switch is over there and like it's just it's since we moved in, it hasn't worked. And my dad looks at it and he's like, Have you pulled the cord? And I'm like, oh, no <gasps> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> wow. But uh, sorry. So I'm over here cracking up about that. Um, he, he's definitely the person that could also like rip the thing down and fix it. But what you were saying and seem about like, um, you know, uh, whoever it was in your life, that was like you were hype, not hyping them up, but they thought you were gassing them up. And kinda, yeah, like if you are on the receiving end, does it matter? Like, like, do you, does it really like if somebody is bullshitting, like you can still take that and then also use it as fuel. You know, like, oh, if Encima's over here saying, like, yeah. oh, dude, you can be on the Olympia stage. I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I can take that and be like, well, shit, I can at least look good for 4th of July this weekend. Yeah, as long as <laughs> it's not
0: hurtful. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. You know, I, I just think it, it wouldn't matter whether or not they are being honest. Like, you can still take that and use that as, like, some motivation.
2: It's hard to believe that someone believes in you if you
1: don't believe in yourself. Like,
2: you can hear all that stuff, but if Facts. you truly don't believe, if you, no, if you absolutely. don't believe in yourself, then you'll think that you'll you'll think that people Mm -hmm. aren't being genuine with you Mm -hmm. you know um but you know the i i I think we had this conversation on another podcast but yeah sometimes someone just wants a bit of empathy and i get that you know we can't (laughs) we can't all be out here just trying to spit advice so i i understand that sometimes you just got to be there and be an ear right but i do like what you said there asking them oh wow that's what, what do you think you're going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Or not, maybe don't say, what are you going to do about
1: it? Not like that, but like, well,
2: what do you think the answer is or Some mm-hmm. something?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Cause yeah, you'll know. Yeah. They might say like, if it is alcohol thing, it's like, oh, every time I get with my buddies, we all get drunk. Oh, it's like, Hmm. Mm. You do that every, <laughs> every Wednesday after softball. huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah,
0: shoot. Shit. <laughs> You know, you mentioned, uh, what, one thing I love, uh, hearing you talk about jujitsu is like the like instant, um, error correction that you get from jujitsu. You go for something and then you end up in some other hold and you're like, that didn't work, you know, or you mm-hmm. try to get out of something and then you are like, was that guy just trying to put me in something? So that I ended up in this other thing. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I think he was uh-huh. <laughs> cause you're thinking a couple moves ahead a lot of times. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah but in our own day to day and in our own lives we we learn a ton from uh error correction we learn a ton from like you kind of mess something up and uh you know hopefully you can you can learn from that and that's where you're hopefully you're you're changing hopefully you're working on correcting those errors and hopefully you while you may have some beliefs hopefully those beliefs are like things that you can move around and shift around I mean there's things we've talked about on the show a bunch of times uh, about like we didn't believe that intermittent fasting made any sense Mm -hmm. sounds dumb I'm sure when we talk to our guest uh, coming up John Anderson he'll probably think it's the (laughs) dumbest thing you ever heard of (laughs) because we like you know we adopt certain beliefs to uh to serve us and then wait. and then we just we hold them and we like we we run to the end zone with them thinking that you know these are the things that we have to cash in on and these are the things that we have to be uh married to forever but Whatever the thing is that you identify with, and whatever the principles and beliefs and concepts that you have now, those things can all, they can all change. You believe that you were uh, a big guy and that because, oh, I'm, I'm 230 pounds and no one else on the soccer team is 230. So of course I'm going to be tired. It's like that doesn't, that that's not helpful. Like maybe, so maybe for you, maybe you have to run. Maybe, maybe some of the other guys on the soccer team don't have to run at all. Yeah. And maybe their conditioning is fucking awesome. Maybe some of the other guys in jujitsu are the same way or whatever it is. But like, if you're the guy that has that struggle in that area, Mm -hmm. maybe you have to work on it like three times more than everybody else does. I felt that way in school. I had trouble reading. Things were slower. It's like, okay, well, your homework might take rather than taking an hour, it might take three hours. Yeah. It's just the way it is. You want to pass are you interested enough in passing or would do you want to just fail you know and not get to the next grade so i think each person it's it's a little different but you can change and you can grow and you can get smarter you can get stronger you can have better stamina these are all things that are available to all of us mm-hmm. what, what position did you play in soccer i have a center back or point striker because i had the very Mm -hmm. fast
2: speed to go in either direction. So even if somebody would get past me, I could catch up to you. It'd be a nightmare. I could catch up to you. But this, this is one thing that I learned from my mom because, uh, and I've, I've taken this everywhere and it's, it's made things very easy for me to learn. If I actually was interested in learning them, when she would take me to those classes as a kid, my mom would be the person in the class who would ask the most questions cuz she took the classes with me. She didn't just send me the class. She was one of those piano classes, those music theory classes and she took them with me. And the thing I saw from her is that she would be the person who would ask the most questions in the class. Mm-hmm. And the teachers would some kind get annoyed with her. They'd look at her and be like, "Okay, Ubong, another question." She'd be like, "Yeah, can you explain this?" And yeah, cause she like she'd ask hella questions. I'd be like, "Mom." But at a certain point, I started doing the same shit. Um And I ask a lot of questions. So uh, I say this because at the last jujitsu tournament I went to uh, in the absolute division, um, I won my first two matches and then I I lost by two points to this guy. Um, He was like 19. He's been doing jujitsu since he was like five. So he's been doing jujitsu for a long time, but I lost by two points. I didn't necessarily feel like I was massively outclassed, but literally right after the match, I saw him. He went over to his corner. He was super tired. Um, and then I went and his family was right there and I was just like, I was like, dude, what did you notice in that match? Like, like I, first off, I congratulated him, I said that was an amazing match, but I was like, tell me, what do you think allowed you to get, allowed you to beat me in this match? And he told me exactly what he thinks I did wrong. And then we followed each other and, and now we're cool, like, like he, he's a cool dude. But I wanted to know right at that moment, what the fuck do you, as my opponent, what do you think I could have done? And he, he told me, I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense not going to make that mistake again. Most people aren't going to go to someone who just beat them and ask them why you beat me. I do the same shit in practice. If somebody manages to do something on me, how'd you do that? Why'd you do that? How'd you get in that position? If you're relentless with asking questions and figuring out the answers, there's nothing you can't figure out. And I got that from my mom, right? That's exactly, that's that parental example. So if you're a parent, if you're a parent, feed your kids with that
0: mindset. Cause it'll make the biggest difference for them as they get older. Imagine doing that in business. Somebody's in the same business as you (laughs) call them up, cold call. Hey man, you you're really fucking good at what you do. How are you kicking our ass all the time? They might not want to share it, but you don't have any idea. Like you don't know. Yeah. And then maybe you could find somebody else that, that has, you know, business experience that's advanced. You know, if you can't get the information from your direct competitor, cause it might be a little bit different than sport. But a lot of times people do want to see you get better. A lot of times people want to see improvements. Uh, you know, I think in, in that case, that's a great example of it. Like that guy didn't, have, that guy could have been like, you know what, man? Like, I don't, you know, I don't share that kind of stuff. I've been doing this since I was five, and I, I had to learn it and earn it myself. And yeah. I, I would love to tell you what you did wrong, but, I you know, I want to I wanna keep some of this stuff to myself. It would be really rare that you run into people like that, you know, mm-hmm. people that have apparel businesses or people that are in the fitness industry. Sometimes it might not be wise to go to your direct competition, but you could probably find someone that's a little bit more indirect. Yeah. And they'll probably give you a lot of information. Sometimes people don't, aren't comfortable giving away certain information. But, um, you know, I have friends in the industry and Matt Vincent and Kelly Storette And, like, we've shared everything. You just, we don't, we're not, I'm not concerned. You know, I, I can give uh, other people information and I'm not like, oh, my God, what's going to happen if they do, like, way better than I do? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm just going to keep doing things the way I do them and hopefully I can keep growing. And, uh, there's, there's not a, there's not a limit on how much success is out there. Yeah. There's not, you know, just cause somebody else made a lot of money doesn't mean that you can't make a lot of money just cause somebody else is, you know, winning jujitsu tournaments doesn't mean that you can't figure out a way there's, it's, there's, there's a lot of success out there to be had. And I think. Uh, I think we sometimes are closed off to even asking a good question like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We got to get you out of here, Mark. Alright. Yeah, you're on another podcast. So thank you
1: everybody for checking out the live stream. Sincerely appreciate it. It was a cool conversation amongst the humans in here. So um, yeah, if you guys want to catch another live uh, podcast, make sure you hit the um, the bell notification. So that way you guys get uh, notifications when we go live. Please make sure you find the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. And a uh, huge shout out to Element for sponsoring today's episode links to them down in the YouTube description as well as podcast shows notes my instagram and twitter is at i am andrew z and on tiktok at the andrew z i promise i'll start posting stuff eventually it's that damn interest level Boy. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and sema where you at and in
2: sema in yang on instagram and youtube and in sema yin yang on tiktok and twitter mark at mark smelly bell strength is never weakness weakness is never strength catch you guys later bye